Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. On January 6th, the church will mark the Feast of Epiphany. The Feast of Epiphany is in celebration of the visit of the Magi at the birth of Jesus. The Eastern astrologers followed a star, and when they came to Jerusalem, they inquired of the king Herod, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in its rising and have come to worship him. The fact that these scientists were able to locate the baby Jesus is a tribute to science and to the scientific method. In an age when there is pseudo-scientism and anti-scientism all around, we are reminded that the story of the Magi means that science is compatible with faith and in fact is in demonstration of science as an aid to faith in the quest for truth and the quest for knowledge. However, there is another role that is played by the story recorded in Matthew's Gospel. The Magi showed up the inadequacy of establishment religion. I say this because the very fact that the Magi had to rely on the star to locate the birth of the Messiah, a birth which was prophesied in the Jewish scripture, is a sign of the failing and of the failure of the religious establishment to perform its duty to proclaim the promised Messiah and to give witness to the fact that the scripture said that he would be born in Bethlehem. It also showed the failure of establishment religion to realize that the Christ had in fact been born. And in fact, however meandering the path and slow the navigation, the Magi found Christ before Jewish religion did. Still further, it took the visit of the Magi to alert them to the birth of Christ and to alert us to the fact that religion had become hostage to the imperial agenda. Their knowledge of the scripture was deployed only to answer the king's question and unwittingly to serve his objective to destroy mm. the Christ child. If we read into the story in Matthew's gospel concerning the birth of Jesus, we will see other ways in which religion had been distracted rather than deployed in the interest of the proclamation of the promised Messiah or in the interest of serving the needs of the people, especially the vulnerable. In the story, when Herod did not succeed in gaining the assistance of the Magi to find the Christ child, he blew a fuse and ordered the killing of the baby boys in Bethlehem two years and younger.
the scripture records no protests or action on the part of the religious establishment in response to this monstrous action by the reigning monarch. Although Jeremiah had warned of the massacre and of the inconsolable tears of Rachel weeping for her children, religion appeared incapacitated to mount a response. Still further, in the story of the Christ child and its parents, they were forced to flee the wrath of Herod and to become displaced peoples or refugees in Egypt. Though the prophet Hosea had made his prophecy about the escape of the Christ child from Egypt, establishment religion did not trouble itself to be concerned about his lot or to raise a finger to help his family. It is the critique of the religious establishment that the visit of the Magi to the Holy Family that interests us at the start of this new year. In particular, it forces us to raise two questions. One is, is religion any more reliable now than it was then? And two, what is it that makes religion unreliable for the sake of the proclamation of Christ? and the liberation of vulnerable populations, such as the people at the margins in Bethlehem and displaced people the world over. The question of the reliability or not of religion in our part of the world is moot. In our part of the world, both in the past and now, religion has put itself at the disposal of the imperial agenda. One of the things that has been revealed to us by the global pandemic is how racism and inequality are baked into the lived reality of black and brown peoples. We know that black and brown people die in greater numbers from COVID-19 than white people do. This is not because of anything in their DNA. It is because they are not given good paying jobs and are forced to work mm -hmm. in jobs that cannot be performed virtually. They are discriminated against where good housing is concerned and are forced to live, live in cramped conditions, which make it easier for COVID to spread. They cannot afford health insurance and often do not benefit from primary health care. That is why they are the victims of the non-contagious lifestyle diseases that we have come to call comorbidities. The point is, as the religious establishment in the days of the birth of Jesus was deaf to the cries of the infants in Bethlehem and their parents, so now religion is blinded to the reality and the effect of systemic racism and structured inequality. There is something perverse about religion that pretends to be agent of the people's salvation but has been co-opted to serve as an instrument of their oppression. We must ask ourselves, why is this so? And we must examine the narrative in Matthew's Gospel in order to see what clues there may be in response to this charge. The first clue that Matthew, from Matthew is where we find the leadership of the religious establishment in Herod's 
palace. The text says that when Herod heard of the news of the birth of the Messiah, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. He then summoned and gathered the chief priests and teachers of the law and asked them to tell him where the Christ child should be born. What we find here is a religious leadership organizing itself in a manner that is accessible to the imperial leadership. This is not by accident. It is a function of a pro-status quo anti-religion. It is a function of a coterminous of interest between religion and the political class. What prompts their scriptural inquiry is the consternation of the emperor and his minions. They come to the scripture to answer his questions, not their inquiry on behalf of the people. In this way, scripture becomes codified document, more an archive than a living word engaging the lived reality of the people. Often this religion sees itself in the role of providing a sacred canopy, making excuses for and providing legitimation for things as they are and what their rulers do. This is the religion that is too close to the palace to wed it to the status quo ante. It cannot provide a critique and it cannot offer a challenge. This is because religion often wants the same thing that the political class wants, power. They want power by proximity to the source of power. We are not going to be too useful or too helpful in 2021 if we do not get some distance for ourselves. We have to develop lenses to see and to and he, ears to hear the cries of the children in Bethlehem. We have to learn to read two texts. One, the text of Holy Scripture, and the other, the text of the people's experience, and engage a conversation between both texts. A church that is too well connected and too easily accessible to the powerful will always miss the markers, miss the cues, and miss the signals. The second clue in Matthew mm. about the failing of establishment religion to interpret and to grasp the moment and to act in solidarity with the people is the absence of access to supernatural dimension. Both Matthew and Luke record narratives of the birth of Jesus. In Luke's account, he often attributes the actions of persons to the influence of the Holy Spirit. It is the case with Mary and Zachariah who speak under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And it is the case with Simeon who comes to the temple, moved by the Holy Spirit. In Matthew, he often attributes such access to the supernatural knowledge or insight to the work of angels. Joseph is warned in a dream when an angel appeared to him on more than one occasion. But what we see of the members of the religious establishment never includes any such engagement of the supernatural. Maybe it is what happens when we become too self-sufficient and too high-minded by our own self-importance. In such a way, we consult regular sources 
and we make decisions and navigate opinions without ever going below the surface and without ever engaging the other dimensions of reality. We are ordinary and never capable of the extraordinary. Religion without spirit may be technocratic, bureaucratic, even efficient, but mm. it will always lack dynamism and it will always lack heart and soul. One of the things that we have been taught in the year that has just gone by is how tenuous our knowledge sources are and how vulnerable we are. The lived reality of our people has always included an engagement with the spirit and with the realities that the eye cannot see. It is always has some ex, something extra and therefore something extraordinary. There is more to them than meets the eye. It is a rat bat that lives in a cave in the south of China that has brought the world to its knees. The self-confidence in our knowledge and our technologies and our inventions have led us to cannibalize each other. We do not get, don't get me wrong, both the technologies that have permitted virtual education and doing of business from a distance and the development of the vaccine are testament to the enormous capacity of the human mind. However, remember that as bright as we are, our failure to change our behavior has led to more than 1.8 million preventable deaths. It is time that we become more open to the dimensions of the spirit and allow heaven to both set the standards and provide the insight in how we manage our affairs. Establishment religion is often too anxious to please men to read the polls and so deny itself to the, itself to the unpalatable and the unseen realities of the spirit and of angels of the supernatural. Ultimately, the clue is about a religion that has lost sight of the purpose of its existence. Why did Jewish religion exist? And why does religion exist at all? Matthew's account of the visit of the Magi begs the question. I think Jewish religion existed to prepare the people for the coming of the Messiah into the world. The Messiah comes to save people and religion is an agent and an instrument of the salvation of the people. There, these are the very things that are neglected and lost sight of by establishment religion. It became a thing in itself. That is why they were unaware of the birth of Jesus, though there was a star signifying his birth and Micah's prophecy locating his birth in Bethlehem. This is why they do not utter a word about the murder of infants by Herod, whose ears they had. We must always know why. We must always know our purpose. Without knowing why, we won't know what is important and we won't know what is more important than what. We will know the expedient without knowing the essential. We will do what is opportune and miss what is right. We will have what appears, but not necessarily what is authentic. 
It is to know our purpose that keeps us on track and helps us to make the right choices and to act courageously. All around, there are prayers and wishes for 2021 to be a better year than 2020 has been. But mere wish will not make it so. We are going to have to change and challenge ourselves to be and to do better. We have to make some space for ourselves so that we can see clearly and hear loudly what is really happening and why it is happening. We have to go beyond the surface and allow the voice of the Holy Spirit to speak to us in accents sweet so that we can have insight. We have to be prepared to challenge power and to act in solidarity with the powerless. We have to be prepared to say to the new heralds of our time, not in our name. Let us know our purpose. Let us make sure we know why. Why we are as we are and why we do what we do. Let us pay attention to the signs and the markers so that we know the time of his coming. Amen. Almighty God, as we face 2021, grant us the grace. Grant us the grace to do the right by our families, by ourselves, by our communities, by our country, by our world. And forgive us when we lack the wisdom or courage to act in the interest of our neighbors. And beyond the grace, we pray for your blessing upon all of us. May we have a better tomorrow. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.